Welcome to Flicks and Giggles! left our eyes. We want nothing more than to just lay down and die. <laughs> That's because we've already recorded this episode fully. 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 It was like two hours. It was like four hours. <laughs> and you know what happened? Um, the sound. The sound happened. The sound. It actually sounded like someone was taking a cheese grater over my microphone yeah. the entire time. While vacuuming at the same time. Yeah. So it was really <laughs> On the great. highway. You <laughs> could really hear everything that we were saying. Yeah. So if the audio sounds weird in this, it's because we are, we are recording off the camera. Yeah, because our mic has just... She, she's given up. She's unwell. She said I quit. She's ill. <laughs> she, she is sick! She will not be in today. <laughs> Yeah, but we're still here. There's always time to recoup, grab a margarita, and film again at 10 p.m. A well-deserved. Ding. So, today we bring you none other than Taylor Swift. Miss Swift. Miss Swift, our girl. Because we um, fought the Great War. <laughs> we did. And we secured ourselves some tickets for the Ares tour. It was... It was, we didn't think we were going to get it. But no. you know what? God spoke. Yeah. Spoke through Taylor Swift herself and said, here you go. Yeah. Through Actually, through a text message to me. <laughs> it said, you're off the wait list. Here's the code. And I said, thank you. And there were some tickets left behind the stage, but we will be in the room. We will be. We're not actually, like, behind the stage. We're, like, adjacent. <laughs> um, it's... We just might not be able to see the main stage, but that's okay, because there's big monitors! Big monitors and a catwalk. Where she spends most of her time anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm so very excited. <laughs> um, I have a question for you. Okay. Hey. I'd what? love to answer it. What is your favorite Taylor Swift album? Hmm. C. This <laughs> is difficult for me. <laughs> We can do oh, this. apologies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think I can pinpoint a specific album of like I love every song on this album, and it's like my my holy grail. I think I love Midnight's. I love 1989. I love. Ah, I'm not a huge Evermore person. I'm really not. I'm an okay folklore person. But I am I love myself some fearless, some speak now, some debut. I love the Some classic know, Taylor Swift. Classic Taylor Swift. That's fair. I see, I know that you really like Midnights, but I don't like Midnights. I just I don't think I've given it a fair chance to be fair. Um I I listened to it like when it came out and it just it just did not draw me in like her other albums mm -hmm. I felt like there was like such a disconnect between the way she advertised it and the songs that came out like I feel like in the promos the vibes were something completely different and I think based off of the vibes I was expecting like I don't know like retro-esque 70s like soft pop rock kind of vibes and that's not what the album was see I was thinking about this because when you said that I like I had my break in time where I was like I think we we were said like after 1989 mm -hmm. where I kind of fell off of Taylor Swift for a little bit and folklore and evermore were not at a time in my life where I needed them yes I was I just moved to New York City there was a pandemic happening I was trying to be a, a you know little girl in a big city <laughs> and Taylor was over here writing like Betty about like high school relationships small town. and listen I love Betty I love Betty yes but it was not for me at the time so I kind of fell off a little bit I don't think I ever actually fully experienced the um 
the promo for Midnight's. Maybe that's why oh. I, because I, I never got that. I just like sat down and listened to it one day and I was like, huh, I like this. See, I remember all the promos because it was like so big on TikTok at the time. Mm. Kept just coming off of her previous albums and stuff. Yeah. And I remember there was a lot of promos. She even did one with like Jimmy Fallon and it was like kind of weird, but mm. I was like, okay, that's chill. And I remember I kept thinking like, because she put out, another thing was she put out like four or five different like records that you collect and then it makes a clock do you remember that oh yeah 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 that whole thing and it was like there was this big push to like buy the album pre-save the album pre-order the album and I was like I have no idea what this album sounds like mm -hmm. she never put out a teaser she never put out a promo so yeah. it was like this vibe this aesthetic was pushed and then it came out I listened to it and I was like this is not huh interesting so it kind of threw me off a little but I was opposite on the folklore evermore thing mm -hmm. because okay let's go down let's go down her album history okay hmm. give me two seconds oh my god where am i <laughs> where am i <laughs> where am i okay so the first ever taylor swift song that i can remember being like oh my god i really like this girl was when i was little and it was the music video for our song mm -hmm. i think i just remember her in like this little blue dress and fun fact I actually bought, like, a blue dress that was, like, really similar to that when I was, like, 10 because I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, she just looked like such a pretty Barbie princess. And I was like, I want to be that. Mm -hmm. So for Halloween, I had a blue dress that was inspired by Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was there for Taylor Swift. I was there for Fearless. Huh? Speak Now. Mm -hmm. Red 1989. Red in 1989 was when I was in it. I was, like, obsessed I was probably like 13, 14-ish, mm -hmm. and it would have been peak Tumblr era, peak Harry Styles. So good. <laughs> Harry Styles still peaking. He's still going. Truly. Well, I mean, he's bald now. I feel like this man is getting, like, <laughs> hair transplant, but that's a whole other <laughs> episode. Okay, anyways. Um, but, like, this was, like, peak, like, you know, like, Wattpad, Harry Styles, mm -hmm. bad boy. And Taylor Swift was in the midst of all of that. You know what, oddly enough, peak 1975. Yes. <laughs> that was truly their peak. That was Maddie yes. Healy's peak it before was, it really was. he started speaking to the public. That truly was his oh, oh, his mouth. <laughs> and words came out. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, yeah, and then after 1989, I fell off. Like, I was not there for the reputation era. Mm -hmm. I remember bad blood happening, and she had, like, her whole girl squad and, like, best friends. Like, I remember that. But That's I, 1989. That's 1989? Yeah, Bad Blood's 1989. Oh, JK. <laughs> JK, I was truly just not present. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was you. not there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then Lover, it was the same thing. Like, I heard some songs. Okay, here's the thing. Lover, I, I liked Cool Summer. Mm -hmm. And then the Lover song. Mm -hmm. Those were good. But you know, you know what put me off? Uh. You know, the me, Brendan Urie himself. That man, that song just was not for me. And I thought yeah. if this is the vibe for the album, then I'm good. Right. Yeah. So around those eras, I was not in it. I was out. I sat by. And then she came out with Folklore. And then that was when I w it was COVID, and I was very much in my singer-songwriter vibes, and this whole album is, like, acoustic singer-songwriter, like. And not only that, I thought the writing was so good, because mm. I <laughs> had a lot of time on my hand to sit down and read the lyrics, <laughs> just as most people would. <laughs> and so I got really back into Taylor, Folklore Evermore era. And then all the, all the re-releases happened. And then so I was in it, and Midnight came out, and I was just like, Mm -hmm. And it's very popular on TikTok. You know what's funny is I also have, like, a very nostalgic kind of thing with 1989. Mm -hmm. And then I fell off for a reputation and everything after that. But, but you're back in. Because at the time, it wasn't, it didn't fit. Mm -mm. It wasn't there. Now, I love reputation. It's one of my favorites. Okay. But I remember when reputation first came out, I was like, oh, this isn't really for me. I had the same thing. And maybe now, like, I'm just, I don't know. Okay, maybe I just need to give it another chance, because I actually just haven't. 
I'll tell you what my favorite songs are on there afterwards and you can listen to them. I am looking at all of this and okay, I know Look What You Made Me Do because that was like her single. Mm -hmm. It was everywhere. I know I did something bad mainly because Cynthia and Revo and Shoshana Bean, who are Broadway legends, did a cover of it and I really <laughs> liked that version. So I could probably sing that version for you, but I don't know if that's accurate to Taylor Swift. <laughs> and then I know Gorgeous because it was with like, you're so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So... Those are the ones I know. I think Delicate, which is on that album, is one of, like, is in my top five Taylor Swift songs ever. Okay. Maybe possibly first position, but I can't say that for sure. See, now that we have tickets to Eras Tour, I will give Reputation and Midnight's another yeah. chance. I will, I will go home and listen to them. Yeah, we're not going to be at the girlies in the stadium that don't know the words. Yeah. Because I, I already know most of the words for all of her other albums. Right. I'm just gonna, I just have to commit. Mm-hmm. See, I, like, did not think I was a huge Swifty, and then I went to the movie, and then I literally knew, like, all the words to every song except for, like, The Great American Dynasty. Sorry. I am It's not, it's not really my thing. I don't know. I don't love it. Sorry. That's okay. But, like... To each their own. Yeah. There was a couple songs in the movie where I was like, mm, don't know this one, but, like... I would say I knew 98% of the words in that movie, which I think is pretty good for someone who, like, doesn't consider themselves a Swifty. Yeah. She sang, like, she sings 44 songs, right? Yeah. You know why I, I know that? Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and he was like, I didn't get to talk to her because she sang 44 songs and she needs to save her voice. Can I roll the clip? Roll the clip. Speaking of Taylor Swift, I know you went to the Taylor Swift concert. How was it? Yeah, well, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets I made for her. You made her a bracelet? Yeah. If you're up on uh, Taylor Swift concerts, there are friendship bracelets and I received a bunch of them being there, but I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. Not right now. Your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. <laughs> She doesn't meet anybody, or at least she didn't want to meet me, so I took a personal. She probably just hasn't gotten over the Super Bowl yet. She's a big Eagles fan. Maybe she just made something up and just didn't want to talk to you. Damn it. I need to give credit here where credit is due. I had to get Kenny to download this video off of YouTube for me because I'm so technologically challenged that I actually just couldn't figure out how to do that on my own. I think Damn it's it. really sweet that, like, he had a crush on Taylor Swift, like, before he they did. met, and, like... He, like, he sat down. This big football macho man sat down and was, like, making a little friendship bracelet with, with his number. phone number on it. <laughs> That's so cute. And I love that not only was he, like, I hate that she doesn't, like, talk before or after. Not only, but he said, I hate that she doesn't talk before or after because she has to sing her, save her voice for the 44 songs that she said. Like, he's impressed. Ooh. Yeah. He's impressed. Yeah. Knife to the heart. <laughs> Anyways, so cute. Here is a video of Maddie Healy that I think the world should see. If you are listening to this podcast, you won't know what I'm talking about. I'll post it on the Instagram, so if you want to know what I'm talking about, trust me, it's hilarious. You actually need to see it. So go to our Instagram, Flicks and Giggles Podcast, and it will be in the, like, carousel of posts for this episode. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, have you heard about the Dusty Boyfriend Theater? No, Amy, I'm telling you. I think we've actually talked about this in one of our episodes, but I don't know if it made the cut, actually. So, I actually, I don't think it did. <laughs> well, I'll tell you about it now. I don't know if that's actually called the Dusty Boyfriend Theory, but that's what I'm calling it. No, I think it's that is actually it. Like, if you look it up, I think it's, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So the theory goes, you will have a boyfriend that you date for long term. It will be, like, a long term relationship, but you're not the one for them, they're not the one for you, but it will be a big love, okay? A la... Joe Alwyn. Joe Alwyn. And then you'll break up, as couples do sometimes, sadly. Mm. And you will you will have, you will inevitably have a rebound. Mm. The Dusty Man. A real Dusty rebound. A real Dusty Maddie. A la Maddie Healy. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. That rebound, it's just a rebound. It's gonna end either way. And then you meet the one. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I truly believe it, because... Because obviously TikTok, <laughs> a lot of girls are like, I've had a long-term relationship with this man who I thought was the one but wasn't the one for me. Then I had a dusty rebound and then I married the love of my life. Mm. So I think this is real. I really hope it's real. Yeah. Because I think he's funny. 
Yeah. I listened to a little bit of his podcast. Not much, because sports. <laughs> we're, we're sports watchers, Izzy. <laughs> Go sports! I don't understand football. Um, not even in like a, I don't understand football. I don't understand football. My dad has tried to explain it to me so many times it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Did you know that Trump... <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Travis Kelsey? Do you know what position he is? Is he a? He's the guy that is. He, he's not a quarterback. He's, he's not a quarterback. quarterback. He's not a quarterback. Is the only position. He's something called. He's something called a tight end. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> a tight end. Is it? I just know that they. I, Actually, no, I'm trying to think of a position that explains what a tight end is. Like, I remember watching a video explaining tight end and what they do, but they're, like, really important to the game or something. <laughs> I, I saw something that said they were the ones that get the touchdowns, but I thought that was the quarterback. I thought so, too. Okay, great. I'm glad we're on the same page. Can you tell? We love football. Love football. You know, it's a very American thing. We're not American, so it's, it's fitting that... Why would we know? Football is still big, though, because, like... That one high school that we know of. That one that is around us. <laughs> that one. They have like a big football team and people, don't people get scouted or something? Yes, I'm very aware. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I hope I haven't had my Joe Alwyn yet, you know? Because I'm, I'm only 22. I don't, I don't think I'm with my dusty rebound or anything. I don't think I'm there. And I'm also... <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. How inappropriate of me. <laughs> I don't have a dusty rebound. Anyways, and I also don't think I'm ready to meet the one yet. I'm, I'm just not there. I'm ready to meet the one yesterday and be married yesterday. <laughs> we talked about it. She's a Meg March. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Joe March. Mm -hmm. But this is not me being like, I'm a main character. No, like, I just, <laughs> I, I want my career and I want to accomplish many things in my life before I meet the man or the one. Could be a woman, who knows. But I just, I'm just not ready for that yet. That is all I want. <laughs> in the year of the Barbie. I know. But like, <laughs> this Barbie wants a family. This Barbie wants a husband. <laughs> this Barbie. Wants to be a mom. <laughs> this Barbie just wants a career. She's President Barbie and I'm Midge. <laughs> Midge and What's His Nuts were happy. What's his face? What's his name? Alan. Alan. <laughs> they were happy. And Alan. that's all that matters. And you know what? Everyone was like, be an Alan. So she said, I'll find an Alan. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love that we're talking like I don't have a boyfriend. Hi, Kenny. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so she found an Alan. <laughs> listen, some of these tweets, they're just too good to not put in. And I know I've already read them to you. So I, I'm ready. I need you to bring out the acting skills and pretend they're funny. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Wait, let me just... <laughs> let me just take a sip of my margarita. Okay. This tweet from at 16 cult, which I will put up right here for you, says, if Travis Kelsey can get bracelet zoned and still have Taylor Swift run into his arms for a kiss, then I think there is still hope for the rest of the psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> that was actually funny. It is funny. <laughs> and then this one that has um, a picture of Travis Kelsey smiling like a little girl and making a, a bracelet and then them kissing and it says I need Travis Kelsey's power of manifestation because damn all this has taught me is that delusion is key that's so true though <clears throat> to be to be in the field that we're in is to be a little bit delulu it's to go to auditions a little do bit. your thing mm -hmm. and then still believe that you are made for it and then you get rejected and then you go it's fine because the next one is mine Exactly. The Lulu baby. And then here are some comments on the NFL's TikTok page from Stinky Men. That's his username? Nope. <laughs> they are all just stinky. <laughs> <laughs> That's his username? Stinky Men? No. <laughs> 
from <laughs> I thought it was an actual account, like Sticky Man sixty nine or something. No, like that. no, no. <laughs> no, multiple men that are being stinky. Okay. <clears throat> this is a personal favorite, so I have to read it. This is from Brayden one one two four five, and his profile picture is a motorbike. So just to set the scene, full name drop. <laughs> Brayden, what you gonna do? <laughs> we did get bullied by 12-year-old boys um, when I posted a TikTok <laughs> of this podcast. So they said we were unfunny. Truly, I don't think anything can, can hurt me further. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He said, I'm sorry, bro, but NFL, y'all gotta chill. TF out. I'm sick of seeing this walking L of a female on my For You page. Yes, this walking L of a female who has 108 million monthly listeners only on Spotify. This Amazonian goddess of a woman that is single-handedly curing the North American economy. Yes, this, this woman who is donating probably by thousands and millions every tour that she goes. Yeah. Yeah, walking L. Walking L. Yeah. Um, this person said, I cannot wait for this romance to run its natural course and make a left into the shitter that she just ran by. And then in all caps, NFL fans don't give a fuck. No, NFLs don't, but the NFL official account does. Because they're smart. (laughs) And they understand marketing. And they understand. Like, I just don't get how they don't see that this relationship is actually bringing a lot more viewership and, like, money to the NFL. Right. Travis Kelsey's, like, jersey sales went up so much Mm -hmm. after it was, like, it came out that him and Taylor Swift were dating. Yep. And then the viewership shot up. Make it make sense. And I love this one. We have to put it in. Um, Tim. Tim Hill, whose profile picture is an an bald eagle with the American flag on its face. (laughs) (laughs) It says, blah, blah, blah. Two woke liberals made for one another. I just... <laughs> I love that one. Where's Where's the one where they said Taylor Swift is, um... Taylor Swift is mid. <laughs> Below <laughs> mid. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Because I also remember when Barbie came out, a bunch of men on Twitter were... Sorry, on X were saying that Margot Robbie is mid. She's Barbie. <laughs> Literally. I, I wonder if these people spend so much time on social media that, that it has actually, like, skewed their brains so much that they don't know what a real woman looks like. Right. Because if you put me on the daily next to Margot Robbie all done up in the Barbie movie, I would look like a swamp monster. <laughs> like an actual swamp monster. And I just... Some girls, some people were, like, talking about how this is literally because they can't, they just have no shot. They just have no shot with these women. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being, like, okay, their pride, their ego can't. So they have to be, like, well, those women are below what I would even go for. And so you didn't have a shot. You did not have a shot to begin with. I just, I don't understand what, like makes them so is it because they're successful and beautiful right i'm like especially with like taylor swift she is i'm pretty sure a billionaire at this point or i don't know maybe close to it i'm not sure i feel like she would be margot robbie has got to be a multi-millionaire has her own production company they're both beautiful beautiful successful strong women and they're both talented. So talented. Does that make you feel small? Wait, <laughs> baby. I just don't get it. I'm like... <sighs> Anyways, Travis Kelsey. I love that he flew down to Argentina. I know there was, like, a lot of people that were like, oh, this is... I think it was, like, the ex-coach of his... Not even the current coach. The ex-coach of his football team was, like, he shouldn't be doing this, like, just because he has a bye week. But this is a major distraction that's going to throw him off his game. And what do you want him doing? Just passing football back and forth until the game? Literally. I was like, are they not allowed to have lives? Like, Jason Kelsey has three children and a wife. Is that a distraction? I... 
<laughs> but I'm not I'm not even talking about this anymore. But the stuff that happened in Argentina concert is super cute. Uh, my favorite part is when Taylor Swift sang, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a TikTok when she sang, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs. Um, there was a video, like a reaction video of her dad and Travis Kelsey and her dad literally going, oh, that's you. And it's so cute. I, dad approved. Her dad totally approved because, one, all of his reactions in the thing, he was wearing a Chiefs lanyard around his neck. Also, there was a clip that came out of him, like, taking a video of Travis Kelsey's <laughs> face, and he was zoomed in, like, such a dad, like, to, you could, it was literally only Travis's face. <laughs> like, you can just tell this man likes this guy, and also, everyone has, like, known that after her concerts, she would, like, go back to her parents, right? Yeah. And they were the first people that she would see, mm -hmm. and at the end, her dad stepped away, and Travis was there, and she ran up, and she kissed him in front of all of everybody. All of the world. I do think that is planned. It is very much planned. You think so? I think it is. Because it's such a big moment. Mm. There was She had a moment like that in her documentary, Miss Americana, or I think that's the name of her. I think so. Yeah. Um, there was one where she, like, ran to Joe Alwyn, and that was a little moment. And I just feel like she's, like erasing it. She's like <laughs> rewriting over it, replacing her new man in her old songs, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but she never did anything because they were so private. She never like did lyric changes or like no. pointing to him. She blew him a kiss and he blew her one back. Yeah. And I think it's planned just, but like, I don't think it was meant to be like, it's planned so it's not real. I think it's real, but yeah. I think she's just, it's just a conscious decision to yeah. publicize it. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree. Like, it's planned in the way where they're like, w we can be public about it because one, Travis Kelsey can handle it. Mm -hmm. We know he can in all the paparazzi shots and all the videos and he's talked about it multiple times where he's like this just comes with dating taylor swift mm -hmm. you know and so she she can she can be bejeweled and she's doing her thing <laughs> you know what i also kind of love about this relationship that makes like i don't think i've ever been this kind of like hopeful about a celebrity relationship and invested ever. and you know why i think it's because he has a podcast and he talks about her yeah like how often do you get not only, like, someone who just sits down and actually talks about their significant other like that, but a man celebrity doing it. And on top of that... I think it's very special. It's not just, like, in, like, some interview. It's, like, his podcast with his brother. Yeah. I think there is something about... Just something about a man, like, sitting down and talking about his woman that really just gets me. Just being open about his love yeah it's very sweet it's very it's like refreshing it's nice it is because the whole like i hate my wife trope is like you know you see it all the time yeah it's very joked about also especially in football yeah. i feel like a lot of men are not so nice with women in football there's been like a pretty bad track record yeah so to have a football player come out and obviously we don't know this man like we have no idea but yeah, to have him come out and, like, publicly talk so highly of a woman is, like, very nice to hear. Yeah, and not be intimidated by her success. Yeah. And fully, like, embrace it and not only that, be supportive and impressive of her success. Because mm -hmm. you don't see that whenever, in relationships, a woman is more success successful than a man. It, it does not work out well. Mm-hmm. You mm -hmm. know? And it doesn't seem like, so far, that's... They are in their honeymoon phase right now, so maybe we give them some space and grace. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful, and I just want it to be it. I want I want this to be endgame. Me too. Also, I love the whole, like, invincible string theory, you know? Where... Invincible? <laughs> invisible? <laughs> invisible string. Invisible strings. Invisible string theory. Yes. It's just, like, how little things in life runs parallel or mm -hmm. like a lot of things just don't make they they're very separate but then they eventually collide and connect you know like how she has a song called the archer but then his move is the archer and then also like them meeting was in arrowhead 
is mm-hmm. like the game and the concert both happening. You know that, and also the um, the song where she says, "I'm gonna get canceled for not knowing what song this is." Um, the song, the way she's like, "I'll be 87, you'll be 89." <laughs> I'm thinking of another song where she was like, "Oh, he's a killer," and his name is. Killer Killer Trap on Instagram. (laughs) And just things like that. It's like little things that are like a lot of coincidences, but things are, stars are aligning. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, at the concert in, at the first night in Argentina, no, second night in Argentina, sorry, when he was there, um, the, one of her background dancers who does the first solo dance in Bejeweled did the archer. Yeah, I saw. That was cute. And I think another reason why so many people are invested is also because her relationship with Joe Alwyn was, like, super, super private. Yeah, it's like she's giving us, like, a little bit of porridge, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And we're like, please, please. (laughs) Like, and I also feel like the thing is with Joe Alwyn their whole thing was they wanted to be mysterious, but I think it backfired on them because it made it made the attention worse. Right. I think the way mainstream media works is you bask in all the attention, and then the next big thing happens, and then they forget about you. Like you're yeah. you're the moment now, but that moment doesn't last a long time. Mm-hmm. People have very short attention spans. Thank you, TikTok. This is true. Um, but with them, everything was so private. Everything was so mysterious. They're always running away and he's so stoic. So anytime there was like the small amount of anything, everyone was like crazy about it, you know? Mm -hmm. I will say I feel bad for Joel. (laughs) Not because, not in the way where a lot of Swifties are feeling bad for him, where they're like, oh my God, he lost out on Taylor Swift. That's not even what it is. I just feel like... As an actor who's trying to, like, establish his own name and have his own career, I feel like his dating history will always overshadow that, and that that is devastating to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I would much rather be known for my success and accomplishments and what I've done with my life rather than the person, my ex. You're right, because I truly did not know this man was an actor until actually yesterday. Yeah, let's see. And on top of that, I feel like people are also not letting him live it down. Like, it's Mm. like that relationship is over. It's gone. It's done. Just let it go. Enjoy Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And that's, like, not happening because I keep getting TikToks, like, edits of Joel Alwyn being sad about this whole situation. There was literally one. It was a picture of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift kissing, but the song in the background was the Ed Sheeran, like, Baby, you look happier. And it's literally Joe Alwyn, like, in the audience, like, going, like, <laughs> like let this man, let this man be. Listen, I'm trying to talk about Maddie Healy. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Me and Amy, we've spoken about this before. Um, I think in the music episode, uh, possibly music faves, where we met at a 1975 concert. The very... The very first time we met was at a 1975 concert. In the lineup. In the presence of Maddie Maddie Healy. (laughs) Okay. Furthermore. (laughs) That's not where it ends. This is not where this ends. Talk about invisible string. Okay. Furthermore, Taylor Swift gets this rebound. She's in it. I said, you know what? It's probably the British accent. And I understand. I get it. I get where the draw was. Okay? (laughs) But... Then this kind of leads her, in some way, to Travis Kelsey, who may or may not be the, the end game here, right? So my theory, talk about dusty boyfriend theory. This is my dusty boyfriend theory. My theory is that, I almost forgot his name, Maddie Healy, <laughs> Maddie Healy was placed upon this earth by whatever force, force is... <laughs> We're so in tune. <laughs> it's the margarita. <laughs> it's the margarita. Whatever force is pushing this universe placed Maddie Healy in our presence in this time to bring people together who needed to be together. Because Taylor then ended up with Travis, and I ended up with Amy, and Amy ended up with me. Oh. And who knows? Who knows who else has met that because he's brought of together. Maddie Healy. Yeah. He himself was not meant to be. 
He's just a catalyst See, for... He, he may be dusty, but he's dusty with a purpose. Dusty with a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's better than being just dusty. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my take on Maddie Healy. Once again, interclip. <laughs> I... See, the thing is, I liked the 1975, peak 1975 era, but it was never because of him. Like, you know, like, I liked Five Seconds of Summer because they were hot. Right. <laughs> but Maddie Healy, it's like, I actually liked the music back then. Me too, yes. But then yeah. it, it hasn't gotten better. No. Oh, you know what? When you're in your dusty rebound era, you're bound to do some cringy things. Oh, no. And <laughs> the cringiest thing that I've ever seen Taylor Swift do is... When she's walking across the stage about to sing a song and she goes, this next one is for you. You know who you are. You know who you I are. You. And then she smiles. And Maddie Healy is in the audience? That's who it's about? Yeah, and then he did the same thing at his show. Yeah. Barf. Ew. Uh. <laughs> okay, can we talk about Swiftonomics? <gasps> yes. Taylor Swiftonomics, coined by Augustus Sareva. Thanks, girly. Um, I got all of this from bbc.com and cbc.ca, so I will link those down below. But, um, the tour's opening night in Glendale, Arizona, which is the same, um, exact venue in Glendale that the Super Bowl was held this year, um, she brought in more revenue for local businesses than the Super Bowl did with her shows, which is pretty impressive, I think, because the Super Bowl is gigantic in the States. Right? Absolutely. Um, and then a market research firm called Question Pro estimates that the economic impact of Taylor Swift's tour to be $5 billion for the U.S. of A. That's crazy. Not even worldwide, just the U.S. Um, I couldn't, I tried to find numbers for Canada. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really, you know, it's hard well, to find. She's she barely comes here anyway. There's a couple in Toronto, but um, Visit Cincinnati, their like tourism group, whatever, said that she brought the hotels in Cincinnati $7.9 million of revenue in two days. $8 million in two days. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then I'm going to say his name wrong. Daniel Say? How do you say that? Say? Sai? Sai? Daniel Sai? Um, I'm sorry. He's a business professor at the University of Toronto. He said that Toronto ticket sales reached around $120 million um, and expects the, the spin-off effects. So like food, transportation, hotels, um, local business revenue, all of that to reach $700 million during the course of her um, little stint in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, I literally learned about this yesterday, and I don't know if you knew about this before, but she has been donating to food banks along the way as she's going. I knew. To a lot of cities. I don't know if she's continuing to do that, like, in Canada. I, I feel I like maybe. hope. Because what I heard about, when I read about that, it was that she had done it in every city that she had visited, that she was making donations to Charities, especially mm -hmm. food banks. And um, back to Arizona. Nobody really released how much she actually donated, which we were talking about this before. I think that's a, actually a really good idea mm -hmm. because people are so critical. Um, and I feel like if a number was released, a lot of people would be like, oh, well, she could have done more. But, you know, it's kind of just nice that we can just leave it at she donated to whatever. Yeah. But... Um, this kind of group of Arizona food banks said that her donation led to 40,000 pounds of fresh produce being, um, shipped out to their, like, member food banks. Mm -hmm. 40,000 pounds of fresh produce is incredible. She's feeding a lot of people. And she also gave her... <clears throat> People working on her tour. A bonus. $55 million split between everybody. I know. That's a lot of money. $55 and million. Dollars. I love that. And I remember this was one of those things where a lot of, like, backup, like, um, vocals, like, backup singers don't have insurance and stuff. And this was, like, happening ever since she was little. It was, like, 
on a talk show where they were like, oh, like backup singers don't have insurance. And she goes, mine do. Like she pays her staff. She, oh, makes, she should. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so surprised that that's not the, the standard. The norm, yeah. The norm. Yeah. Right? I mean, definitely, like, the $100,000 bonus that she gave to every, every single truck driver is, like... Cherry on top. That's beyond, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not something that should be standard. I don't, you know what I mean? No. Like, that's that's really nice. But, yeah, I mean, you're... The people working for you should be able to afford insurance. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> I think she's... <clears throat> Not only is she, like, incredibly talented, she's also just, like, a really good businesswoman. <laughs> incredibly, She's yeah. just very smart. She knows the industry. She knows how to work the industry. Yeah. And she is either just very, very smart on her own, which I would believe, mm-hmm. or she has incredible media training. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit of both. Honestly, it probably is. Probably both. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the one thing about Taylor Swift is... She's really, really, really good at, like, parasocial relationships. Mm-hmm. Because what other artist is out here baking cookies and inviting super fans into their home to listen to album releases? Nobody. Um, she was also very active on Tumblr during peak Tumblr era. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, really, like, talking to people and, like, responding. And I feel like because of all of that relationship that she built with social media, like, she really capitalized on it. And so... Like, and that's why she's where she is. Yeah. Because Swifties are not just fans. Some Swifties are genuinely like, she's my friend. Which is crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> but. She, she encourages that and she really capitalized on that. And I yeah. think that's an incredibly smart move to make. And we're not going to get into it, but she has never outwardly, like, offended any... Yeah, she's never you know I mean? really had a controversy, and we talked about this before, but the conversation, we got really sidetracked, so we won't get into the whole thing, but mm-hmm. she's never really outwardly taken a stance on anything, really. She's kind of like an Aaron Burr. <laughs> <laughs> she takes no side. That's she, either for all you history buffs out there, or you theater fans. Take she, it as you will. She's a talk less, smile more girly. There you, you go. Know? Um... <laughs> and I think that's done really well for her career yeah I agree I think it's a smart move whether or not you think like morally as a person it's the right move it is a smart business move Mm -hmm. to just kind of keep your mouth shut yeah and she has an insane PR team as well okay at first I will say at first I thought the whole like Travis Kelsey thing was kind of a PR move Mm. because mainly because this is the only thing I'll bring up where um like the carbon emission thing came out for Jets and she was the top of the list by miles Mm -hmm. and nothing was said about it and then the next year or whatever she's dating Travis Kelsey so now when you search up Taylor Swift Jets it's it's just football. It's just football. It's nothing about her jet and carbon emission. And so things like that, where she just never says anything about it. She moves quietly, and she's very good at... She's a... She's a... Mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. She's a... She's a ma- get it? She's a mastermind? Anyways. Anyways, so... <laughs> I think that would be, like, understandable as, it would be a, if he were on the Jets, Mm -hmm. then I would be like, come on. Mm -hmm. But he do be on the Chiefs. So, I think that's just kind of a strange coincidence at this point. Yeah, and also they're just really cute, so I hope it's not PR. Oh my god, I don't think it is. We didn't talk about this in our first rendition, but did you see Travis Kelsey's PR woman? Did you see the whole controversy? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god. Her posting. It was like a birthday wish. So her, so let's break this down. <laughs> Travis Kelsey's PR lady is like a girl in like her 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of her friends posted like a collage story on Instagram wishing this PR girl a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 
I'm unclear about who put the emoji. Yes. We are that unclear. That was unclear. Okay. It's either her friend or herself, or her. but it was on her story. She reposted on her story, and it is it is a picture of them, like, together at one of the football games, and she put a clown emoji over Taylor's face. This now, is, yeah. she responded and said this was to, like, draw attention away from Taylor and onto her because it was a birthday post for her. I'm just wondering why we didn't use a different emoji. I feel like that just singles it out. Like, you draw the attention by having, being this single emoji on the picture. That, but I'm like, and I also, clown? Couldn't have been a heart? Right. Couldn't have been a little star? I'm like, I could understand maybe wanting to take, like, Taylor does garner a lot of attention. Yeah. Understood. She's Taylor Swift. Why couldn't we have used, like, you had to look for that clown emoji. I know you did. I know you did. And she has a relationship, like a professional relationship with Scooter Braun. Stop it, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's worked with him before. They they have, like, a past, like, professional relationship. Like, what, what, like, in that situation, what do you do? When the person who's supposed to manage public relations and crisis for you is causing the controversy right. for you. <laughs> do you call PR on your PR? No. <laughs> who do you call? Who are you going to call? Not PR. <laughs> Literally. That's crazy, I forgot about that. Right, me too. Until right now. Also, I saw this tweet, back to the Swiftonautics, okay, of it all. <laughs> I saw this tweet that it was a guy saying, and I just want to preface this, okay, because I know people get a little up in arms about stuff like this, and I'm not trying to be that person. So, I don't know if Taylor Swift has ever said that she wants children, or if she doesn't, and I'm not here trying to say anything about that, no. okay? Putting that out there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But this guy tweeted and was like, if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, because they are so endgame, love, have a baby, they could, in fact, single-handedly push North America into the next baby boom <laughs> that the economy so desperately needs. And you know why? Because Taylor Swift has so much, like, such a big hold on, like, millennium women. Millennium? <laughs> okay. Millennial women and also, like, Gen Z women. Yeah. You know? And, like, listen, I do want some kids. But would I also, like, kind of just love it if, like, Taylor Swift also had a baby? Like, kind of I would. Like, I would. I would You're also... one of those women I'm talking about. I know I am one of those women. <laughs> No, he, I don't need that influence, but still. <laughs> I don't need that influence. I want to pop one out. Yeah. Um, but she's already single-handedly saving us from economic <laughs> despair with her concerts. So why not also save us from a missed generation? The only thing about that is I really don't think we need another baby boom. Like, I just really don't. Well, here's the thing. You this know, is controversial. I feel like this is political. <laughs> no, you have to think about it this way, though. It's either, and this is political. I'm just like, okay, but, like, not in that way. It's either, like, to say that, like, do we as humans, like, and the destruction that we cause need another baby boom, considering the climate and the whatever, you know? Probably not. But if you're considering the way that we live and how capitalism functions, yes, in fact, we do. Or it will crumble. And that's also not good. Well, but here's the thing. But where do we start then? Where do we go from there? What now? What now? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I, I am a capitalist hater as much as the next girl. But I'm also not trying to live through capitalist fallout because that is also just ass. Like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And where would Taylor Swift go? She's a capitalist baby. You know what? I love Taylor Swift, but she's a capitalist. And she's damn good at it. And she's damn good <laughs> at it. She was able to make all you Swifties buy like four records, all with the same songs, just different covers. And you're going to tell me that's not a capitalist move? This is a smart woman right there. Because mm -hmm. some of y'all bought it. Without even hearing what these songs sounded like, and that was crazy to me. <laughs> Did you, oh, she just released her um, 
her Christmas merch, and I have to show you. There's Christmas merch. Yes, and I think you're gonna laugh. I'm so sorry. Travis and Jason Kelsey announced they will release a Christmas single on Wednesday. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? Source? <laughs> the NFL has confirmed. A promo video of Jason calling Travis and asking him to take part has been released alongside the announcement. <laughs> Can they sing? In Jason's call to Travis, the Eagle star explains to his brother, we are here recording the Christmas album and the guys have an idea that maybe you could hop on. <laughs> is, this, is this real life? I'm finding this out right now. Okay, anyways, that's not what I was Live! Talking. This is the merch she has just released. <laughs> just insert picture. It is a folklore desk clock. This is real life, and it's $70, and I bet you anything it's already sold out. I and mean, it has time, wondrous time, on it, on the clock. I, I literally guarantee you that's sold out. That's crazy. Uh, her face over and over again? Yeah. And by morning gone was any trace of you. I think I'm finally clean. And it's on a chain jacket. Like, some of this just does not make sense. You put that on, like, a body wash. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. <laughs> it's, it's soap and it says, I think I'm finally clean. Literally, why have they not hired us? <laughs> I think we'd be such good merch people. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever, just ever been that kind of fan. You know? Maybe my boy Ben phase, because I was 14. With raging hormones. Absolutely raging. <laughs> I... Like, I don't think I'd call myself, a, like, a Swifty. No. But I, I love her music, and I, like, I enjoy it. I want to go to her concerts and everything. But I don't, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a diehard no. fan. And we were talking about this before, and I was like, I'm going to get canceled because I'm going to compare Taylor Swift to the Beatles. Um, but I actually have zero regrets. If... Picture this, my friends. It's it's the 70s, okay? The Beatles are like, hey, we're getting together. We're doing a world tour. We're going to play every single album we've ever had. And it's going to be a three-hour-long show. Would you go? Yes. Yes, Absolutely. you would. Even if you, all, all you knew was, like, freaking Blackbird and Eleanor Rigby, you'd go. You'd you go. would go. Because... You have to. I'm like, this, I just feel like if I didn't go to the Eras tour of Taylor Swift when she's somebody that I, like, grew up on my entire life, mm -hmm. whether or not I consider myself, like, a huge fan, it would, it would truly be a disservice to myself. I'm it like, would be. that's something I need to experience. It's one of those, like, once-in-a-lifetime concerts. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Because this is literally the girly is going through all of her albums. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, and we were, like, seven when Debut came out. Yeah. So, like, the fact that, I mean, not that she plays a lot of Debut. No. Or any at all. Like, I don't even know. But. But she raised us. <laughs> literally. I'm like, I will never get to go back in, in time and experience the Speak Now tour or the 1989 tour or the Fearless tour or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So having all of that like in one from my childhood in one is that I can't miss it like yeah. I just can't especially when all these songs from when we were growing up are just like iconic and we mm -hmm. can link that to like specific memories and stuff like I knew you were trouble yeah you know stuff like that mm -hmm. and it's a bonus that I like enjoy her new stuff too yeah like I really like Taylor Swift's music I think she is an incredible lyricist like I I feel like she's able to, not only can she write, like, catchy songs that will get stuck in your head and that will sell, she, she is truly, like, a poet. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that alone makes me a fan of her. Mm -hmm. I'm just not, like... Yeah. I just don't think she's, like, my friend. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just aware that I don't know Taylor Swift. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> and the thing is, there are some super fans and Swifties that actually personally know her <laughs> because you've been to these events where she bakes you cookies and you listen to her new music <laughs> or you had relationships on social media and that's incredible. But, you know. You know what, speaking of, 
Maybe it's the margarita in me talking. I miss Tumblr. <laughs> I'm gonna regret- Go on Pinterest. It's <laughs> not the same, man. I love Pinterest. I think I'm just an old woman. <laughs> oh no, I love Pinterest too. We can compare after. I'll oh, show you my Pinterest board. I was, one time I was with one of my friends and they were looking over at my phone and I was on Pinterest because they were on the phone with their mom. And I had, like, a board for every single thing in my <laughs> life. Like, I have a Pinterest board called Cozy, which is all, like, house-related. But I have every room, like, set separated into sections. So there will be... There's one whole section just for shelves. And that's just house. <laughs> like, bookshelves! <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, shell? Like, shelves? <laughs> it's bookshelves with, like, little nooks. I have three Pinterest boards. Which is a simple gal. Okay, they are. Can you guess? Guess. Guess what they are. I have three Pinterest boards. <laughs> I feel like one is... I'm a simple girl. I feel like it has to be, like, home-related, but, like, like decorations and, like, the type of, like, the vibes that you want. That's one of them. Okay. And then... Is there one for outfits? No. Damn. Is it recipes? No. No, you're not a look like a cooker. Mm. I'm a baker. You're not a chef. I'm a baker. You're something. not a cooker. A cooker, even. It's late. Okay. I'm, it's the might I remind you, it is ten thirty p.m. and we've already done this once. <laughs> and we're drinking margaritas. Okay. Um. Okay. There's one for. What do I talk about all the time? <laughs> no, no, like. Is there one for art? No. Like, really? <laughs> what, I'm gonna I, say it and I'm gonna be like, oh! What do I literally talk about all the time? Babies? Marriage? All the wedding! <laughs> you just named both of them. Congratulations. I have a house decor board. I have a wedding inspo board. And then I have like a baby family inspo board. That's cute. With like baby outfits and like nurseries and, you know, cute family photos. And I'd say, I don't know if I will ever get married. That's a big maybe in my life. But I do have a wedding board. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that tracks. I don't know why that took me so I don't know. long. I was like, I literally have talked about I it. I literally joke about it to you all the time. I know. About how you're like a family woman. I know. Even though I support, I just put fun at her. Because <laughs> she's 22. It's never too early. Um, this is my segue into the Grammys. Did you know that Taylor Swift was nominated for six Grammys? I feel like every year she's nominated for a Grammys. Like, I feel like she just knows. I think she has 12 Grammys, if I'm correct. I don't know. I'll put it on the screen if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she has 12 Grammys. Damn. Which is wild, but also isn't, good for her. Isn't Olivia Rodrigo also nominated? For six. Same amount? Yeah. I am honestly rooting for Olivia Rodrigo over Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. Just because Taylor already has, like, 12. Yeah. I am rooting for Olivia Rodrigo just because I think... She's so talented. I did enjoy, I think I did like Sour more than Guts, but I love the whole like amped up teenage angst thing that she has going on. I think mm -hmm. it really works for her. And yeah. I think her songs are so fun. And I feel like some of them are very theater coded. Absolutely they are. I also think she has a great setup for kind of like a Miley Cyrus-esque Mm -hmm. change where like she's doing this teen angst thing and obviously she can't do that forever because she's like 20 you know or s close to it at I least I think 19, yeah. so like obviously at some point this is going to be outgrown and she's going to have to transition to something else but I think it's kind of setting it up to be a great like I think obviously it could go either way but I think it could be a really great growth growth if if she does it correctly i think it could be really good mm -hmm. i yeah. think she has a lot of potential i think so too yeah. yeah and i'm i'm a fan i'm rooting for her yeah i'm sad that sabrina carpenter didn't qualify mm. for the grant i don't know if it wasn't that she wasn't qualified or if it was that she didn't she just didn't get one mm -hmm. but she's not she doesn't have a nom and i think everything that she's doing with this tour with her new album, I feel like she deserves it. Yeah. And Sabrina Carpenter is also, like, a true pop girly for me. 
Yeah. I don't know if it hit the time frame. Yeah. Because her album came out in 2022. Yeah. I think <laughs> there was this thing. Did you see that she has, like, a new music video out? And she's feuding with the church because of it. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and people were saying, like, that's, like, truly, like, a pop star. Absolutely. Thing, is. Because in the 2000s, every pop diva was feuding with the church. Also, listen, maybe this is just coming from a non-religious perspective, but I watched the video and I was like, this doesn't... I was expecting it to be very offensive. And I was not offended. But also... She was dancing in a mini dress. She's dancing in a mini dress, but it's like she the whole point was that she like murdered her ex-boyfriends and she's at their funeral <clears throat> in this church and she's in like a kind of a skimpy dress. She's not like dancing sexually. No. Like it didn't give off that vibe at all. I guess it was just that the skirt was short and maybe also the murder. But, <laughs> but also just like I feel like you would someone had to approve the idea. Like, I feel like you can't just rent out a church and, like, not say what your idea is. Well, the church said that she, like, misled them with what she presented, I guess. Oh. Because they didn't deny that they approved it, they said. We just weren't aware of what was, like, actually happening. But I was like... But if you literally look at any of her, of her tour outfits... Yeah. Like, her outfit in right. the video... Is pretty much what she wears on tour, except it's a dress instead of a two-piece. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just have to search up... Did you listen to her nonsense outros? Did you listen to nonsense, period? Period. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyways, I think she's very underrated, and I think she deserves a lot of success. So, Olivia Rodrigo, Sabrina Carpenter, I am rooting for you both. I just... I love the fact that... Like, women were dominating this this Grammys. Yes. And it's a lot of, like, other than, like, rock and country, I think. Um, but, like, like, and, like, there were still, obviously, women nominated in rock and country. They just yeah. weren't, like, dominating in that way. But, like, like, every other genre, really, like, women were dominating, including, like, folk and, like, you know, everything like that. SZA, Miley Cyrus, Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish... Mm -hmm. um, I Spice Olivia Taylor Olivia Taylor Janelle Monet. Oh my god Victoria Monet. I was so happy to see Janelle Monet and Victoria Monet on it because I'm a huge fan of both like in our music episode I recommended the age of pleasure and mm -hmm. it's literally a Grammy nominated like album and that made me so happy mm -hmm. And I really want Victoria Monet to win like I'm rooting for her as well But she's up in the same category as Noah Khan. I think so, like, Listen. I think Noah Khan is gonna win. <laughs> I think Noah Khan is gonna win, and I think he deserves it. <laughs> I think I just haven't really gotten into him. I think, not only am I a fan, like, I am a fan. I am a Noah Khan fan, and I will say that. Mm -hmm. um, but, from the, like, if you actually think about, like, best new artist, and who... Like, I, I think he's genuinely a great contender because he had some, like, EPs and some singles before this album that he is, like, on tour for right now. Um, and then he's released this album and that's what he's up for. And through this first album that he has released, not only is he literally already selling out arenas, mm -hmm. but he's also collabing with people like Hosier and... Um, Casey Musgraves, Lizzie McAlpine, like all of these people on this <laughs> I just had to practice. <laughs> on this first album that he is already doing an arena tour for. Like I think for for someone to win best new artist, I think that it, he is a great contender. Like that is truly if you're thinking of it as like how good you can be as a breakthrough artist, that is like an incredible trajectory trajectory that he has gone on. Like, it is. It really That's is. Fair. That's fair. I'm like, that is... I respect that. Like, the perfect ideal of, like, best new artist. Yeah. You know what's a snub? Hosier not being nominated. Absolutely. This man doesn't have a Grammy, does he? I don't think so. That's insane. You're telling me his debut song is Take Me to Church? Mm-hmm. And his whole debut album... And he doesn't have... I can kind of understand, like, he do, 
like, he kind of lives in the shadows. He does his own thing. He does his own thing. And I can kind of understand how this new album, like, didn't become very mainstream. Like, mm-hmm. the man is, like, singing in, like, Gaelic. Yeah. Not only that, I feel like his music is very specific. Mm-hmm. Or Irish. I, I don't know. I don't know. Allegedly. <laughs> I know that, like, it's called Irish and maybe Gaelic is something different, but also, I don't know. So, just... You're white. You should know. I'm also kind of literally Irish. <laughs> LOL. Not really, like, you know, in the ancestry. Anyways. Who knows? He's not nominated. Anyways. I think that's kind of it. Yeah. That has been our two cents on Taylor Swift, Swiftonomics, Travis Kelsey, Dusty Boyfriends, and... The Grammys. And the Grammys. This is going to be a crazy title. Comment down below if you're watching on YouTube and tell us what your favorite, 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 Tell us what your favorite Taylor Swift song is. Or if you have a Taylor Swift, like, album that you're just obsessed with. Or if you're a football fan, tell us. What's your favorite team? Are the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl this year? What's your favorite position? <laughs> I'm just going to take that clip out of you saying that and put it with no context. Just Amy being like, what's your favorite position? (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening on Spotify, um, go to our Instagram, Flicks and Giggles Podcast, watch that video of Maddie Healy because I know you want to see it. And also tell us in the comments what your favorite Taylor Swift song is and maybe what your favorite position is. (laughs) Oh my God, my mom's going to watch this. Okay. My parents. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... If you're gonna be at the Eras Tour in Vancouver, come say hi. Come say hi. We'll be in the nosebleeds. <laughs> Behind <laughs> the stage. <laughs> come find us. Come find us. <laughs> um, you can find us on social media at Flicks and Giggles Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Music. Apple Music. You can listen to our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. And also, you can watch our beautiful faces on YouTube. It's a lovely experience, I promise. It is. Thank you for tuning in. And um, we'll see see you next Tuesday. Tuesday!